0: Welcome back to the exclusive Builder Funnel Radio original mini-series Mastering Facebook Marketing for Remodelers with Danielle Russell. As a reminder, in this series, Danielle and I cover all things Facebook marketing for your building or remodeling business. Most construction businesses are on Facebook, but it feels like a waste of time. We're here to help you get the most out of your time spent with Facebook marketing. Each episode has tactical strategies for generating more brand awareness, website traffic, and leads from your efforts on Facebook. Let's dive into the show. Hey, Danielle, welcome back.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having (laughs) me back.
0: Yeah, been been a while, been a minute. (laughs) So last time in episode one, we went through kind of some profile tips and basics, how to really get more out of that, and some quick wins, I think, for people. Today, we're going to dive into a little bit deeper of a topic, something that maybe people listening have spent some time thinking about, maybe no time, maybe tons of time. I find that this one is always working on it. It's always kind of a a challenge, but hopefully what we uncover today will help in clarifying some direction and and some things like that. So what is this mysterious topic that I keep dancing around here? <laughs> what, are, what are we going to talk about today?
1: We're going to talk about starting to get into some analytics and deciphering your target audience, which is basically to say who you're trying to speak to versus who you're actually reaching on Facebook.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so many <laughs> questions, so many questions. So I guess where, where should we start with this topic? Because People listening have, they go, okay, I do certain types of projects, or I think I work in certain neighborhoods or certain demographic information. Like I work with, you know, families and, you know, the parents are between this age and this age, but, you know, I guess where should we, we kick all this off?
1: What I would like to say, this is a little different because this is podcast format, not on a (laughs) call with a client. So normally what I would say is close your eyes and picture the most recent favorite project that you worked on. But if you're driving to a job site, please don't close your eyes (laughs) just to think through what was a recent project that you really enjoyed. And not only that, but your team knocked it out of the park. Everybody was motivated to keep going to that job site and working on that project. And as you're picturing what that project was, start picturing who those people were and what were their pain points? Why did they choose you? What does, I'm going to walk through an example scenario. So maybe it's a family who lives near, lives in a particular school district. They don't want to move. They love their neighborhood. They love their schools. The kids are getting into maybe elementary school. They're starting to play sports. They're getting more and more involved in the school. And now, maybe even now in particular, kids are home half the time or full-time taking classes, whatever that looks like for you. And there was this major pain point, a major need for this young family, dual income couple with kids who are going into elementary school in a particular school district who had the moms involved in the PTA. And hopefully I'm painting this picture of like what this family actually looks like and the kinds of projects that they need.
0: Yeah, I actually want to stop you right there, because this level of detail, I think is further than most people go. And, and I think when you're listening to something like this, you can go, well, this seems a little bit like, out there, or like, it's kind of in that fluffy arena, where it's like, we're not talking tactical things, like, post four times a week on Facebook, or blog two times a month, or, you know, like, those are all, Like tangible. And this feels a little bit intangible, but I do just want to say the more time you spend on this and the more you really understand that target customer, it makes everything else easier because when you go to write a blog, you're picturing this person, you're going, how can I speak to them? And you start using their language. And that's when we start to get into copywriting, which we're not really going to talk about today. But When you start addressing those pains and speaking right to them, they are captivated. They're reading because they're like, holy, this person really knows me. It feels like you're in their head almost. And and that's where you want to be. So anyway, sorry to cut you off there, but I feel like hopefully that gives people a sense for like, okay, yeah, I really want to get hyper specific around who that perfect customer is.
1: I'm so glad you said that because I'm picturing a conversation I had with a client recently. (laughs) And he said he knows if someone's a good fit when he pulls up to their house and in their front yard, they have a proud honor roll student sign or my son is in the marching band sign or on the swim team sign. And they have a specific type of car. So he knows they're in a certain income bracket. And if they're in a particular neighborhood, because he knows the home value is the right amount that he can go big on a remodeling project. And so when we say, like, <laughs> speak to this person, that's what we mean, because it all it all plays together into the kinds of projects you want to be working on. And at the end of the day, you making money and enjoying the process of it, not having to pull teeth to make a project finish and wrap up well if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, as somebody's going through this exercise, like how do the how do we use this information as it pertains to our Facebook page and you know that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. So, what's really helpful to know is like I said, who you're talking to, how to address those pain points, so we used the example of Kids are stuck at home and maybe both parents are working from home right now too, and they need to finish their basement and have a kid's space and another office, whatever that looks like. So there's a very specific pain point that's probably super common right now that you can easily tap into, yeah. or maybe open concept, main level, because now the kids are home and mom's working from home, dad's working from home, and they need to see that their kids are doing their schoolwork and whatever that looks like for you right now. So know those pain points, speak to those pain points. And then as you're picturing these favorite projects that you worked on, in the back end of Facebook, sorry if this gets, I'm going to do my best to explain this, but when you're logged in to your business manager aspect of your business page, on the top of your page, you'll see several buttons that you can click. And one of them is insights. And that's basically just Facebook's analytics. So if you click on Insights, there will be a left-hand column. Scroll down to People. That's what I'm going to talk through in this episode. So once you're in People, you'll be able to see your fans, your followers, and who you're reaching. Look at your fans and your followers. Your fans are people who are more engaged with your content. Your followers are everyone who's following your page. So that's the distinction there. You want your fans, the people who are engaged with your content, to be your ideal buyer. You want those people to be the ones who get to your Facebook page and you know their pain points, you're hitting on them and they're like, you know what, I am going to call now because I do deserve this (laughs) or however you're enticing them and pulling them in. So key thing to note is how people are engaging with your page and who. Is actually engaging with your page, and just to explain the difference of those, I recently was on a call with a client who had super. They have hundreds of followers on Facebook. This might sound very familiar. <laughs> hundreds of followers on Facebook, super low engagement, like one to three likes per post. And while Facebook does pretty much only show, I think it's one to two percent of your it's audience,
0: awful. Yeah. Say that
1: thing. <laughs> really dreadful and <laughs> that's a topic for another day but one key thing that we noticed when we were looking at their fans versus the people who they were actually reaching was they were totally different demographics and when you're looking at this data you'll have a better idea of what i'm talking about so i'm trying to paint the picture through examples so it makes sense for people who don't see data in front of their eyes right now but what it meant was the people who were on this Facebook page and engaging with their content tended to be 18 to 25. And this was a master electrician. So obviously, 18 to 25 year olds aren't thinking, oh, I'm going to remodel my kitchen. I need the best of the best to come do all of the electrical work for this remodel. Their ideal audience were actually empty nesters and people who are probably uh, fixing up their home now that the kids are leaving type thing. So skewing like 45 to 64, I think is that next age bracket in Facebook. And we realized that the kind of content we were putting out was reaching a much younger target demographic. So then we started to do all of that research of, well, how do we now speak to the right, the target audience, the ideal buyer, and the people you actually want engaging with your content because they're the decision makers. Yeah, yeah. that started to paint a picture and that made some sense without having data in front of your eyes.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it sounds like go up to insights when you're on your Facebook page, click on people, and then that's where it's going to give you the demographic breakdown and it'll show you like men versus women and different age groups Mm -hmm. and times a day. And you can see all kinds Mm -hmm. of, you know, fun stuff. And I think your example is a really good one because sometimes, yeah, we've built up these likes and fans that used to be Facebook fans. And then it's, you know, likes and now they have followers and likes and stuff like that. But it happens over time, and some of those, you know, I, I know a lot of companies bought, you know, followers for a long time because it was like, oh, I need to get my count up, and so now you probably have a bunch of junk followers, and so that's probably, you know, skewing all the data. But going back to your kind of example, I had another one recently where we we're talking about the their ideal client, what kinds of content they should create, and this isn't necessarily related to Facebook, although you could post this kind of content there. It was home office. Design ideas. And right now, that's kind of marrying a couple of things. It's marrying the the target audience. They're the ones that are working from home. They still have their jobs and they are interested in making a better home office because that's either a semi-permanent or potentially permanent solution for them. And it's also timely, right? Because of the situation we're we're all in right now. And so I think going back to your point, it's really under important to understand who is your current audience made up of on Facebook? Because you may just be attracting the wrong type of people and you're creating content that isn't appealing to your target audience. And so, so once you've kind of taken that step to understand, okay, here's what I'm looking at today. Where, where do you go from there?
1: Yeah, so the goal ultimately of having an optimized Facebook profile is to get conversions, right? To qualify leads. So now that you know who you're reaching and who your ideal buyer is and hopefully once you've started to marry those two by speaking to their pain points and sharing the kind of content they're looking for right now that's relevant and timely like you just said start to think through what are the optimal conversion points for them if you're treating your facebook page like a sales funnel you know there's going to be the top top of funnel offers middle of the funnel offers and bottom of the funnel offers. And we talked about this a little bit in in the first episode of this original series. And I think I alluded to, I have more information coming and this is that more information. So this is now that you've looked at the data and you know who is on your page, if it's the wrong people, hopefully you started to change the kind of content you're sharing and starting to move that audience in the right direction. So you're targeting the right people and you are reaching them. Now, you need to optimize for how am I going to convert these people? You know, what's that next step to either get them to your website or to actually take an action and call you or book an appointment, whatever that looks like. So, some of those examples let's start top of the funnel because that's most likely the majority of people who are following you and interacting with your content on Facebook. Top of the funnel examples of how you can keep working them down the funnel would be if you have links to your project galleries and if you're sharing blogs about your process, your maybe your pricing, if you have cost guides and if you have that range and making sure that any page you're sending them to has a form. So once they get to your website, it's very easy for them to convert if they feel like they've spent time with your brand, they've read your content, you're helping them, you're answering their relevant and timely questions and you know what, they're ready. They're going to give you their email address and now you can market to them. So that's an example of a top of the funnel way to start driving traffic to your site based on your target audience and who's actually following you on Facebook.
0: If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at Billbook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level. Daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls. And inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. And like we kind of mentioned earlier, like the more you have your target audience nailed down, the easier it is to create that content because you know what they care about, you know what they're interested in, you know what those pains are. And so you can start creating things that are actually going to be interesting to them. And so, yeah, so You know, you started to talk about top, middle, bottom of the funnel. What are, I guess, what else should we know about that? How do people kind of flow through that process as you're thinking about content? Uh, We know most people are at the top. It's like 3% of any given market is ready to buy today. Everyone else is in research mode, you know? So it's it's 97%. They're just browsing, looking around, you know, they're going to make a decision, but not this month, probably.
1: Yeah. So now we're targeting middle of the funnel people. So like you said, people who are researching, people who might have several Facebook pages pulled up and are comparing your work and another remodeling company in the area's work. So another helpful step to stand out and make sure you're converting qualified leads from your Facebook page would be having those services tabs and showcasing what services you do. And we talked about this in episode one also, but this is where that's coming into play, that everybody, they'll have all the information they need in one spot. And when you're providing that information, when they're in that middle of the funnel stage, and that's what they're looking for, they're looking for what services you offer, your service areas, price ranges. They're starting to get closer to the bottom of the funnel. If you have the information on your Facebook page, and it's right there, and if they need more information, they can click to your website, I am willing to bet you anything that your competitors don't have that up right now. So if they have to spend less time digging and more time with your brand on your Facebook page, you have a huge leg up right there.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And yeah, I think a lot of people tend to, we'll talk about bottom of the funnel here in a second, but a lot of people tend to focus on bottom of the funnel. And I find that a lot of people think that's kind of, oh, I got a lead because you got a phone call or you booked an appointment. But that's really the start of the sales process, which is a lot shorter today than it used to be. It's the marketing process that is extended. It's a lot longer. And so what you're talking about here with the top and the middle, like, that's where the big big opportunity is is to create content in those those areas of the funnel
1: right and facebook really the best i'm probably gonna say this in every episode so sorry for people who listen every episode but the biggest opportunity is just starting to widen that top of the funnel the top of your sales funnel because the rest of your funnel opens up more and more too when you do that so when you have all these top of the funnel people who are getting to your Facebook page, and if you're drawing them down to middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, you're just adding more and more people into the sales funnel, ultimately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, typically, those people are people that weren't aware of you before. So now that they're aware of you, you have another chance. But we know that we need more of those chances because they're not all ready to buy today. And some of them probably won't be a good fit. But that's where the opportunity is created. But we talked about top and middle, so what's the, you know let's close the loop. What about the bottom?
1: The big bad bottom of the <laughs> funnel. This is your button that is located on the right-hand side under your cover photo. That's the ultimate call to action. That, for the most part, that's going to be the best place to have a bottom of the funnel call to action to drive people to convert right there. People who are ready to book an appointment with you or get a quote, call now, send message. All of those are people reaching out and identifying that they're ready to take a next step with you. They're ready to engage with a person on the other end of this process. And I would, the reason I say that button is the best opportunity for that is because people don't like to be sold to in a Facebook post. So if you're using all of your posts as your bottom of the funnel saying, call me now to start designing your project. That's okay here and there, don't get me wrong. But when people are scrolling through their Facebook feed, they're probably not opening their Facebook app to start researching what a kitchen remodel is going to cost and what, how to start that process. They're probably just looking at pretty pictures and then they slowly get sucked in and have to get pulled all the way down from top to middle to bottom. So I would save your bottom of the funnel conversion for that button.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, because we all see those posts that are just, you know, buy, buy, buy. And, you know, if that's all you're doing, then, you know, you're not pulling people in. And that's the the key is Facebook. You have to think about the intent of that person. And they probably jumped on there to just browse around. And then if they're in the market, for what you offer, then they start to notice your content and then they get to your page. And that's to your point where they start to dig in and look at services and story and they can see that bottom of the funnel call to action. Yeah. So really good stuff here. I know this this topic is, like I said at the, the top of the episode, is, is pretty big when it comes down to target audience. But we wanted to apply it to just the Facebook page specifically and breaking down like the analytics and some of the insights there. Anything else that we should know about this topic? <laughs>
1: uh, one final thought that I had when you were just talking about recognizing people's intent. Think about when you're using Facebook, it's probably like a little mind break or an escape versus the way you use Google. And this is usually something that I have to talk through with clients also. In Facebook, you're kind of interrupting people's days when you're posting. They're probably not, their original intent in Facebook isn't to scroll and start learning about remodeling. So that's why you want to consider it top of the funnel picture how you're using Google versus how you're using Facebook and you'll understand what I mean. People are actually, they go to Google with the intent to research something and make informed decisions and Facebook, they're looking at pretty pictures at least starting there. They're seeing that their friends were tagged in a project and now they're inspired and want to impress their guests too and host for the holidays and all those kinds of things. So hitting on the pain points and the emotional side and drawing people down that funnel with your ideal buyer in mind at each of those stages.
0: Yeah. 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 I think, you know, that's something we've talked about here for a while now It's just that, that intent and there's nothing inherently wrong about either intent, you know, with Facebook or Google, you just have to understand the kind of the mind space that you're operating within when you think about that target customer, that perfect customer is where is their head at when they're on Facebook or when they're going to Google? And then you, as long as you're matching your marketing to that, you know, mind space and that intent, then you can, you can deliver good information. You can, you know, suck them into your world and, and get eventually get them over to your website, you know, and that's what we're trying to do with all of this stuff. And I know last, last episode, we mentioned uh, that Builder Funnel Academy is open right now. The doors are still open and Danielle, you've got a course that we're throwing in all about Facebook marketing. So some of these things were a little bit hard to describe in podcast format. But what I guess, what can people expect if they want to dive deeper? If they said, yeah, this is great, but I want even more, you know, what's, uh, what can they expect?
1: Yeah, so first of all, you can expect a screen share. so you'll (laughs) (laughs) You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And I don't have to describe what to click on. But beyond that you'll be able to see some some sample data so i can talk through that case scenario i also have worksheets and questions to ask yourself when you're starting to picture your ideal buyer we have a buyer persona worksheet that we like to give out so that'll be included in there and basically just a helpful step by step guide of how to start moving your audience in the right direction if it's misaligned and then also tips on which and where to place these conversion points.
0: Awesome. On your, audience cool.
1: and your ideal buyer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys want to learn more about the Academy launch and the course and everything, builderfunnelacademy.com slash join. But as always, we do try to make our free material better than most people's paid material. So hopefully you're getting a ton out of these episodes, but for those of you that want to dive deeper and really, Hone your expertise with these things. We do have a lot more material inside the academy. And we try to take a lot of the heavy lifting off your plate with templates and tools and, you know, plug and play type of things. So BuilderFunnel slash join if you want to check that out. And Danielle, thanks again for joining me. And we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling. We'll be back here for episode three here pretty soon. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to this original mini-series here on Builder Funnel Radio. That was episode two, and we were talking about target audience. My big takeaway from this one is to really spend some time thinking through who your target audience is and writing it down in extreme detail. And Danielle walked through a good example of that, and she kind of kept going on and on about this family and this, this ideal target customer And that's a good thing. You want to have like tons of information about this this person. Like you really know them like they're a friend and you could write all these nitty gritty details about them because that will help you as you dive into your Facebook page and start looking at stats. But it will also really, really help in terms of creating that content that's going to appeal to them, that's going to catch their eye when they're scrolling through Facebook and really start to pull them into your world and get to know more about you. So that's my big takeaway from episode two. And we will see you back here for episode three on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, guys. See you on the next one.